This week's Supermamas podcast is brought to you by Panteleon's newest film, La Leyenda del Chupacabras. Oh my God, this movie is seriously super cute. It's 100% in Spanish too, which we loved. You guys all know how much we love to teach Spanish to our children. So it's a great opportunity for, for all the family to experience a movie like this. We loved it. I personally love all the La Leyenda series. And this is their newest release, so... So check your local listings and catch it in a theater near you out now. And also, I just want to give a special shout out to all the mommies that joined us for a Super Mama brunch in a movie a couple weeks ago when we all went to see this movie. My sister had so much fun, you guys. We can't wait to do it again. We love you. Mwah! Please let us know if you guys like the movie, if you guys go watch it. Hashtag La Leyenda Chupacabras and hashtag Super Mamas. Love you. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Hola, hi. Bienvenidas a Super Mamas. Super Mamas. This is Paulina. And this is Bricia. We're moms and we're also sisters. I have two beautiful little girls, Krista and Sabina. And I have one little handsome boy. His name is Eduardo Santiago. And we welcome you into the Super Mama Sisterhood. We're here to help one another, inspire one another, and support each other through the ups and downs of this crazy journey called motherhood. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Okay, listas? Here we go. <laughs> Hi, Super Mamas. We're back after we took a little break from our birthday week. But in this episode, we have Maria Rendon, professor at UC Irvine, where she teaches and conducts research in the topics of urban sociology, immigration, poverty, and social inequality. It's a really cool show. We had a great conversation with her about so many topics. She also wrote in so many book recommendations for the kids. Love them. I can't wait for you guys to hear all about them. And my sister and I reminisce about our birthdays growing up. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello. What's up, everybody? Before anything, can I sing you happy birthday song? Please. No, ever in español. Estas son las mañanitas que cantaba el rey David. Does it sound like a chimoltrofia singing? Remember like chimoltrofia when she would sing? Chimoltrofia was live, dude. She was live. She was live. She didn't care. Dale, you're so you're so hip with your sings. Chimoltrofia is life. Chimoltrofia is all goals, dude. Yeah, she was. Chimoltrofia is goals. What's anyway, up? happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I have Aww, you've my never, best I gift. love how you've never... Okay. <laughs> what? 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 Tell it's me. Your, it's your birthday. I'm not going to make fun of you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Come on. Keep it coming. I don't, I don't know what you were going to say. I was going to make fun of you how you pushed your, your own face into your cake because you've never had a birthday party. Oh, I did. My husband was like, I love how you just push yourself into your cake. And I was like, well, because nobody was going to do it. I just did it myself. <laughs> no, you know what happened? You were like, you were like, no, you were like, okay, I'll take a bite. But nobody pushed me. And then you went inside and then you went. 
push yourself. Well, no, I wasn't. It wasn't meant to. I wasn't meant to push myself. What happened is that I bit on on the cake, and uh-huh. it was too much frosting, so I had to keep going until I got some cake. Ah, uh, <laughs> right. right. Anyway. But I love that you made yourself a birthday party and it was so nice. And It was, right? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was very stressful and I don't think I'm going to do it again, but it was it was fun. <laughs> like party planning is stressful. Yeah. And me and my husband were like yelling at each other the day of, you know, I was like, ah! So, and... Why do you think I don't have birthday parties? <laughs> I know, for real. But it was fun, like at the end. And then dad texted me the next day and he told me that he had a lot of fun. Oh, so I was like, oh, I'm glad. He was like, I really, really enjoy the party. And I was like, oh, that's good. My friends tell me that they love the, they love Any the tacos. Any big plans for today? Uh, I yes. know. Shout out to Carnitas El Momo. Momo. For sure. Shout out. I told my husband, I was like, today's my sister's birthday. Okay. So text her. <laughs> and he was like, wait, wasn't her birthday already? I already said happy birthday. I was like, no, but today's the actual birthday. He's like. How does she get two birthdays? Though? Like, I already said happy birthday. Like, oh, my no, God. By the way, he, he did text me and he told me something really funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, my mom is going to cook for today. Oh, I know. So we're all going to eat. Treat. You're going to get yeah. treat. Um, That's why know. she came to yeah. cook for her birthdays. To all of us. Yeah. And then she and, I, and we were talking about like the time and everything. He was like, oh, I'm not sure. Let me ask Brianse. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God. That is so funny. <laughs> That's gonna be your new nickname, Brianse. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like laughing face, laughing face, laughing face. I was laughing when he said that. I was like, that's perfect. Well, let me tell you how that came about. <laughs> Brianse. So on last this weekend on Sunday, mm-hmm. I don't even know what day of the week this is, to be honest <laughs> no. with you. On Sunday we had the Latinos the Oy Awards. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was and I was presenting an award and I was very excited because I was I am I was presenting Enrique Olvera with like a culinary award, and I was more excited about presenting the award than actually getting an award last year. <laughs> I know, for like sure. I was just super like excited because I love this man. Yeah, no, I don't love that man. Like, lo- like I love my <laughs> husband. I just mean like I love admire what he does him. and I admire him so much. So yeah. I was like completely like a fangirl. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna present Enrique Olvera anyway. So I was like, re- you know, so I got my makeup done by, um, by our friend Jorge, shout out, makeup by Jay Monroy, <laughs> and, uh, or my stylist, Viacom Fashion. Oh, that's right. She helped me pick out a dress. Your like, squad. I mean, my squad. My, my glam, glam squad. squad. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fancier, you guys, than it really is. Uh, but she helped me pick out my dress. We went to get my dress, dress last minute. Thank you. Thank you. That's another story I will keep for another day. The dress story. Anyway. So, you know, and so then we had to walk the red carpet and then like, you know, I, I like, you know, you know, I look at YouTube and I look how people like pose <laughs> and then, um, we took some pictures with Patty who received an award. Her oh, speech was, beautiful. her speech was just so heartfelt. I didn't. Yeah, I know you missed it. it. But, uh, so we took a picture with like, with Patty, Linda, Luz Warrior and Jackie from Baby Boy Maker. She went the four of us and we're taking a picture and I was like making my sleigh poses right <laughs> and then they were just like st- standing like kind of like just static smiling and I was all like moving like trying to like strike a pose and they were like who do you think you are <laughs> they were like why do you keep moving making those what what's wrong with you I was like I'm slaying over here real quick hold on so anyway the next day they were like dude you're out there trying to like who are you like Beyonce so then they started laughing and then in the group text everyone like changed their phone 
to my name on their phone. <laughs> That's what you're going to be it's from now Beyonce, on. Beyonce. And I was like, you know, I will take it. <laughs> I would gladly take that nickname. I know. When he said that, I was like, that is such a perfect name for her. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that's how the that's how the name um, that was fun. came. That was funny. That was hilarious. I was laughing so much. I was like, "Yes, yes, yes, she is." Anyway, um, so today, mom is cu- mom is cooking for you. Yeah, well, you know, this week is like the yesterday was the kickoff, so the kickoff birthday week because you know we always have like a full on week of birthdays. Uh-huh. Yesterday was Sabina's second birthday. Then today's me. Then Sunday is Krista. Then Monday it's you. So but just, you're celebrating, okay, but here's the thing, because here's the thing that I'm like always like, okay, you're celebrating both of them on Sunday, right? Yeah. So then yesterday you texted me last minute, you're having something for Sabina, and no, I was like... I didn't have anything for her. I said, I'm going to take him to the playground to play. Do you want to come? For her birthday. Like, no, I was just like... Cause but I was like, well... You told me you weren't doing anything and like, do I have to... Okay, no. here's the thing. What's the etiquette on this? Because like, do I have to go visit her... And like give her the present on like the day of her birthday if you invite me, Dude, or do I wait that- until like the celebration on Sunday? No, no and just like wait. for you too, if you're celebrating your birthday on Sunday the eighth, then like today, well, we, you know, it just it's so crazy. Like it's just I know what wh- what like that's why I don't do birthday parties. <laughs> I I actually haven't opened my gift. So all of you, so like you get two, Sabina gets two, and then Chris is the only one that gets one day. I guess. <laughs> This year, I don't get. I mean, this year I get zero for like I don't know how many years until this year I get two. Anyway, but is there like an etiquette? Can you guys no let idea. us know? No, but I, you know, yesterday Moms, it was what just do you like do? us, and I was just like, bring the baby because he was with you. That's I what I meant. Like that's what I meant. Like bring him to play with the kids. I know. But at the time, my husband, it's just it was. I know, I know. It was just me and the kids. That was it. We just went to a playground after because she was like, she just kept saying. Sabina, but they, but they, Sabina. Sabina. No. So then, you know, you know, she got like treated and it, this whole story with Krista yesterday because she felt like she wanted everything that Sabina was getting uh-huh. and she cried so many times because she was like, you don't even love me. <gasps> yeah. She was like, do you don't even love me anymore? And I was like, I do, but this is Sabina's birth. So I'm like, is this going to be like every year? You know, this is going to be like every year because they're so close apart. Like. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I'm excited about Sunday. I don't know. Did you did you feel like that with me? When what? No, I don't remember. You know, the only birthday I remember that we did it together was that Halloween birthday we did (laughs) at that house. But we were like fifteen or sixteen, and you were thirteen. Yeah, I think I was like twelve, and you were and you were like maybe I was thirteen, and you were sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um. Looking at the pictures of people that were there. Yeah. It was after yeah. my, my quinceañera. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like 16 and 13. But that's like the only birthday I remember. Yeah, me too. Of us that we did like a together birthday. The the first and last that I remember <laughs> that we did together. <laughs> well, I was like, I haven't had a birthday. And then they were like, when was your last birthday party? And I was like, I don't even remember. Like, I don't. I, I'm trying to think and I don't remember when was it. Well, anyway, happy birthday to all you yeah, Libras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our October mamas. I say Rocktober. 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 Okay. <laughs> Rocktober. I like hey, I, the older I'm getting, I'm, I just need to keep young. You know what I mean? Ah, you're not even old. Calm down. I'm excited to turn 30. That's what I'm excited Shut about. <laughs> You've been turning 30 for the past five years. Okay, too. <laughs> we'll keep them guessing. You guys don't know how old Reese is. <laughs> My husband thinks I'm turning 31. 
He does? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like she's legitly thinks 30. she's turning 32. She he legitly thinks I'm turning 31. <laughs> he thinks I'm 30 right now. <laughs> but like I never tell him. Like I just like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know why. He knows what year I was born. <laughs> you can't do the math. I don't know. He's not that good at math. Anyway, well, to the day. Oh my God, today we have a really informational show. Yes. I'm very excited to have the show on the air. I think this is a air. political show. Sem- I, you know, I've, I've always been like, like consciously kind of stay away from politics. Yeah. But um, after what happened last week with um, uh, one of Carisa's friends and then when our guest Maria Rendon came in and started sharing with us what her daughter's going through in school. Yeah. Um, because of the political climate, we just kind of dug into a different subject. So we're going to talk about a little bit about politics, a little bit about race, a little Mm -hmm. bit about color. So it's a very informational show and I hope you guys like it. It's a little different than what we do. Yes. Maria Rendon is a very accomplished Harvard graduate, PhD professor at UC Irvine. I know. Of sociology. So, you know, we couldn't help but go there. So... I think I, think I think people are gonna like it. I liked it. I think I got a lot from it. So um, you know, I think it's gonna yeah, be yeah. Let us know what you think. Moms. Yeah. All right, ladies. I hope you guys enjoy our interview with Maria Rendon, and don't forget to wish us happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sabine. Oh, by the way, Sabine is in the room today. Yeah, she's just looking at us like talk to talk right here. Like, Hola. Okay, no, never mind. She's, she's not. like nope. Anyway. All right. She was here last time too. Oh, she was. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) All right, you guys, enjoy the show. Uh, hi, Maria. Thank you Hello. for being here today. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank your sister. <laughs> I know, right? How awesome. Your sister have any kids? No, she does not. Oh. Well. She, it's so funny because we, we, we get like a lot of mails like from moms or from moms, sorry, from non-moms. Uh-huh. You know, people like your sister. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm not a mom, but I listen to you guys. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Like, why would you want to... Enjoy your single, not kid life. Yeah, like, right. do, like you don't want to hear about kids. I mean, yeah. I'm all about you listening to me. I mean, you know, more ratings for me, all about it. I'm just saying, like, you will have enough baby talk when you have babies. Right. <laughs> right? Because when you have kids, that's all you talk about. Right, that's right. But, you know, I think they see, right? They see everything we're juggling, and they they're do. like... Well, some wow. sisters. Some sisters. Some yes, don't. Sisters. Some don't care like me. <laughs> I didn't care before I didn't have a baby. I was like, you take your baby. You can go somewhere else. I'm going to be here with my girlfriends having a drink. Don't ruin it for me. Anyway, yeah, thank your sister. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she, she sent us this. She's like, oh, my God, I want my sister to be there. She's a total super mama. She's a Harvard <laughs> graduate, PhD. D, professor at like, UCI, whoa. sociologist. I was like, who is this a woman? <laughs> and She's I a little read, biased, I think. <laughs> no, but yeah. I read a lot of the work you've published uh-huh. and I just found it super interesting and it was a conversation that we wanted to have. Sure. Um, so 
before anything, introduce yourself. How many kids you got? Sure. I am a mother of two beautiful girls, Julieta, who is seven years old, and Gabriela, who is five. Um, and yeah, I, um, what else? And so you guys already said it, you know, I'm, I'm a professor. <laughs> That's what I do, kind of nine to five and plus more yeah. hours yeah, than that, I'm for sure. sure. <laughs> um, and thank you. Because yeah. I don't feel like professors get enough credit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It's like you are building the future. Yeah. You know, we give you our children or you're like right. that you have the future of the world in your hands. That's a lot. That's a, yeah. <laughs> She's like, really? Yeah, <laughs> She's like, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah. But yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, it's actually really cool. Um, I love my job. Um, so I'm a first generation college student. And, you know, I'm, I'm at uh, I'm at UCI, which has uh, 60% of the students there are first generation as well. Oh, wow. So sometimes, you know, when I look out to the classroom, I'm looking at students who were just like me, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like, what is going on? Can I keep up with this lecture? You know, and so it's actually kind of nice to be in an institution like that because, you know, I know what it's like to yeah. be there and not mm -hmm. know and you know kind of what am I doing am I doing the right thing and am I choosing the right major and and all that stuff that comes with being a first generation so student how do you do it you got to Harvard yeah. <laughs> like you know being a first generation you got college. your PhD from Harvard yeah. I did and a more like let's just it's not just an undergrad from Harvard <laughs> you have a PhD yeah. from Harvard yeah well you know it's uh, I, I do think do your kids Do your kids want to go to Harvard too? Do you put them I'm in there? I'm not pushing that. You know, it's I so mean, funny because a lot of parents, I live in Irvine, and so a lot of uh, middle class, upper middle class parents really are thinking about that. Like right now when the kids are in kindergarten and they're signing them up for all sorts of, right? And I'm really oh, just, wow. I'm like hanging back. <laughs> I'm just like, I know what it's like to be there. And... Um, And you have to be really careful with what you wish for, right? And you're so, like, it's not all crack up. <laughs> Once you're there, it's not that glamorous. Um, and so, so you know, I think um, I'm giving my kids. I'm hoping that I give the ki my kids the space to figure out what they want to do, um, and later on. And so I'm not pushing it. They know, you know, that that's where I went, and they they're familiar with it. But I'm not. I don't, you know. It's you're not, not like that, Harvard. No, Harvard. I <laughs> no, that's unhealthy. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that you know really? yeah. and you know it's uh, i think about that a lot you know i think about like education systems you know and 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 in california this is where we live or just uh -huh. the u.s in general and I, i you know i constantly have this conversation with friends uh with kids or without kids is like just the disadvantage that kids are born into mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like um i've i visited a few kindergartens Uh, preschools really I mean, not even kindergartens preschools yeah. Yeah. um where around where i live in pasadena and you know these are private preschools they right. cost a lot of money a lot and i but i see what the money gives you right and then like i i went to one and i walked out of it and i just felt like so sad yeah because i was like you already at a disadvantage since preschool that's right and you are And several years behind yeah. all the research mm -hmm. right you know yeah. and like now knowing how important early education is mm -hmm. so yeah I mean when you look at all the trends and all the statistics and everything we know that those kids are highly advantaged from day one you know and so um, and so that just keeps growing the gap between uh, say the inner city kids and kids who are middle class or more privileged it just keeps going it gets wider and wider every year right and so it's harder and harder to actually keep up so it's no surprise then when we look at you know who is that place who who 
you know the composition who makes up the people who are in places like Harvard it's not a lot of inner city kids mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. and so um, and there's reasons for that because it's really hard to catch up you know K through 12 all that education where we know that our schools are not well resourced we know that unfortunately sometimes our schools are not they don't have teachers with high expectations mm-hmm. for our students and so uh, it's a whole host of reasons right um, but yeah but you're right to point out the early education is really important and so later on we'll be talking about you know, I have some books for you guys and well, share for the, the moms. Book. Share the books sure. that you brought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought a bunch. I'm a, I'm a professor, so if you could see you know my me. kids, this is what, this is what they have to put up with, right? Oh, yeah, I want to know like, what your kids are. I mean, I want to know what a, what a PhD Harvard does with their kids because that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, let me so write down all these names. What to buy? Uh huh. Like. Can you explain which books did you bring? Um, yeah, I brought it. So the one that you and have then we there, can talk why you brought each book. Sure. So I have to young girls and so that book that you're holding right now Rosie Revere Engineer yeah so you know one of the biggest gaps right when we think about females and it's just females in general but especially for Latinas right is that m- many of us don't go into the STEM field the science technology you know engineering math fields right and you know that's kind of where the money's at you know and mm. so um, and this is where a lot of innovation and um, is happening um, and unfortunately in the course of like the K through 12 and certainly in the university, a lot of girls, even though they're as smart as the guys when it comes to math or and science or smarter, smarter <laughs> um, they, they get a lot of messages along the way that no, you know, math is for boys. Right. They don't, they get discouraged, okay, from entering those fields. Those fields. And uh, my girls are, you know, my girls spend uh, their evenings building stuff. You know, they have a lot of those blocks. And, you know, especially my five-year-old Gabby, she's uh, natural. She likes building all this stuff and pretend play and everything. And so I encourage that, you know. So my girls don't watch TV Monday through Friday. They'll watch, like, movies on Friday nights and maybe cartoons on Saturday. But I limit that. I let yeah. them play. And so my house is a mess because <laughs> it's taken over by kid, by toys. But... um. But I've been encouraging her to kind of embrace this idea that, yes, you can be an engineer and you can be all this cool stuff, right? And so that's a book that kind of, um, it's it's on girls and it's on, and sort of, uh, you know, this little girl kind of gets discouraged along the way, but then she kind of, you know, figures out that she's Maybe got Maybe I should read this book for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have another book here that is called... Oh, these are hardcore books. Separate is never equal. Separate. 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 <laughs> Separate is probably not good, too. You know what's so funny? I thought it was like a bilingual thing. You know what? It that, just shows you, that just shows you how my brain works. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think in two languages, okay? Yeah. Separate is never equal. And, oh my gosh, tell us about this one, please. Okay, yeah. So this is actually a really good time, good for our political times right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know we have an election coming up and... We know the kind of language that's been sort of, you know, been uh, all the rhetoric around right. our community um, right now with one of the political candidates who I shall not mention. But um, <laughs> we don't mention that. We name. don't mention that name. And so uh, these two books that you guys are holding, oh, holding um, the so separate but separate is never equal is actually uh, it's a children's book, but it's on a real law case that took place in Orange County. The very first attempt to desegregate, you know, a long time ago. Um, it was law to segregate and separate children by race, right? And wow. so Mexicans could 
had to attend Mexican schools, right? Oh. Um, just like black kids had to attend black kids. And so that's part of our history in this country. Um, and the very first time we challenged that in the courts was in Orange County. Um, and really? Yes. Mm. And that's the Westminster versus Mendes case. That case was then later used for the big you know, Supreme Court case that abolished school segregation for folks of color. Wow. So it's a really important case. It's heavy because it talks about issues of race um, and discrimination. Um, and, you know, you think uh, kids are not paying attention to this when they're oh, yeah. five no, or they seven. Are. You're like, I have some friends who are like, why are you teaching and talking about this heavy stuff? But, you know, all the studies will show you that the kids start paying attention to that stuff since they're like three and four. It's they like be- sex. <laughs> yes, they pick up all those. Yeah, all they that. do. It's, it's like when you talk about sex to kids, and you have yes. to be yeah. you have to be open with them, mm-hmm. right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, it's the same thing. You have to talk about things like you race. can't talk about taboo stuff. You can't keep it. You have to, you know, and they're, because they're going to encounter it, they're going to see it. They're going to get messages, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to pick up, and so you want them to be prepared. And so, you know, my kids are. One so, at what age did you introduce this book to your girls? Um, so I, th- they saw the pictures, and I walked them through the pic- They were three or four years old when they oh, wow. were already seeing the pictures. Maybe not reading it because mm-hmm. it's kind of detailed now my seven-year-old you know she can read that and she can talk about a lot a lot of those issues and um and that's, that's, a, that's a one smart seven-year-old i know i was like <laughs> she's like in the mendez versus <laughs> case uh, and then this other one that you brought and this one is also one of their favorites it's a fable it's a migration Bunch of rabbit and the coyote and the coyote yeah and so that's a migration story it's On basically you, um, oh, doc- oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that one is a really good story on migration and specifically on undocumented oh, migration and um, it's a fable so there's you know rabbits and roosters and oh my god la migra <laughs> is there and they're going yeah under, and they're going they're building the tunnel. tunnels they're building tunnels they are. it's a rabbit and a coyote wow so, and then so, so this book. one your daughter also reads now yeah, and understands they, yeah how. they understand and so it's it's actually you know the the girls understand that there there are there are folks out there who are not able to come in and out of this country so you know like many of us are privileged to do so and so they understand, you know, once you have children, right? And in my case, I'm living in Irvine in a very middle class, <laughs> not so Latino community, right? Mm-hmm. I right. want my children to be attuned to what's happening, right? Around. In our community to be prepared because they are And to be different. proud. And to be proud. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you know, It's so funny how everything always comes to whatever, I don't know, like whatever guests we're having, it always comes to whatever I'm going through. Right. Um, I got the homework for my daughter for this month and we have a project about cultural you know the uh-huh. el dia cultural uh-huh. so she has to talk about somebody that she admires about you know in her culture and i was like oh my god i don't think we've gone through you know i don't think she like she would think of anybody or uh-huh. think of uh-huh. anything like that yet uh-huh. i haven't really it made me realize that i haven't really talked to her about that kind of stuff yeah and right now looking at your books i was like i need to i'm gonna give them to her so she can start you know opening up her mind she's yeah. five but you're right. They need to know all about that. And yesterday I was having a conversation with dad uh, about me sending us sending the kids to Mexico. And I was telling him, I want her to know that other kids live differently than her. Yeah. Because here you forget because everything's so comfortable and everything's right. so given to you. And we go to Mexico, we go to Oaxaca and the kids don't live the way she lives. And that's I right. want her to understand that. And that's one of the reasons why I want to send her there. You know, every so often show, so she 
always keeps grounded. That's you right. Know? You want to keep them grounded, not kind of sheltered in a little exactly. bubble. Right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about all the research you've done with inner city kids and education right. and just get a little bit uh, of the research that you've conducted. Sure. So most of my research, uh, I'm, I mean, I grew up in the city. I grew up in the city of Linwood. Um, and so I'm a product of public schools, you know, and um, and I uh, grew up in, okay, I'm going to date myself here, but I grew up in the <laughs> 90s, right? Uh-huh. Um, and in high school, it was in the 90s when, um, you know, I was young, very young, middle school when the LA riots broke out. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, when we first had our first immigration rights marches. These were really like intense political times. Um, and I was very young and um, all of these uh, things going on in our uh, in our state made a big impact on me. So I was a kind of little, a little activist, okay, when yeah. I was uh, in high school. Um, but I also cared a lot about my neighborhood. My neighborhood was not the best neighborhood. We had a lot of drive-by shootings and things of like that, of that nature. And so it was not not too surprising when I got to college. Those were the topics that really grabbed me, right? And so then that's how I ended up becoming a sociologist. And then um, and then specifically, what I study is the urban environment, urban schools, urban neighborhoods. But yeah, you know, there's a big concern with um, with guys. Okay, there's like something going on with our men. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So relative to females, Latinas are really, um, uh, you know, they're getting into college in greater numbers, um, completing college in greater numbers, um, and uh, and some and the guys are kind of falling behind. Uh, and we know that unfortunately, when we think about the inner city. Uh, many young men are criminalized in these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And so we know that they're picked up by police, um, whether or not they're doing something they shouldn't be doing right. Um, and uh, we're right now in this country um, in an era that um, is described as an era of mass incarceration. Yeah, We lock up more people in this country than any country in the world. Okay, in this world. In this world. So we are really good at that. Um, and it's mostly young men of color, right? And so... Um, and from the neighborhoods that I that I kind of study and that uh, many of us are from, and so uh, so yeah, part of it is trying to uh, understand what is happening to these young men, how they navigate, how some of them actually come out of there and are successful because we don't hear the right. successful stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we always have this depiction of like everybody's a cholo and getting in trouble, and that's not the case. That's actually no. a minority, right? 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 But there's this huge like I, there's this idea that somehow. Like the majority of our young men um, are, uh, you know, are kind of like like criminalized. that and so criminalized, and so, and so, yeah. So, um, so a lot of my work kind of challenges, sort of, our, uh, complicates the way we think about these young men and their experiences. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what, what I do spend you recommend my time for, like, you know, for, uh, my Latina moms like us, you know, with young children. I mean, you have two young girls. Do you have any advice on how to? Well, you also you obviously gave us some information on how to start talking to them about this stuff and mm-hmm. navigate issues like race. But how do you like? How do you become that outlier if you're growing up in these neighborhoods? If you're going there, like, how do you fight so your children get the best education possible? Yeah, how do parents do it in those neighborhoods? Right? Yeah, um, I think the parents who are able to help their children the most are those who try to protect their young people. Right? There's from you know not ex- helping them not be as exposed to say violence and the streets. Right? This is a big concern in, in these communities. Right? right? And so I think the the most natural thing is most mothers out there are trying to make sure that it doesn't happen. Right? 
But, you know, things that we all know, right? Linking them to um, after-school programs, you know, uh, linking them to sports, um, especially for guys. This is really, really important, okay. you know, to get them connected. Keep them busy, you know? Keep them busy. Keep them busy, you know? Um, have them develop something that they're really passionate about, you know? Whether it's music or art or some sport, whatever, and and be consistent, you know? Because some, some, you know, it's it's easy with uh, when we juggle as parents, jobs, and other family demands, and, you know, whatever. It's hard to be consistent, you know? Right. It's hard. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, you know, when you have to keep up yourself with a job mm -hmm. from, like, you have to get off work at six, mm -hmm. and you're tired, and you're like, oh, my God, I just want to go home. And you know, rest. it's hard to yeah. be like, oh, let me go pick up my child, take him to this class. You know, it's it's a lot of work, uh -huh. and, and it's totally understandable that some people just are physically tired, right. you know? But right. it's very important to try a little harder. But you know what? We also need to do it, like, as a collective, right? Mm -hmm. You right. can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't. You need to, like, you know, rely on your family and your familia to help you, you know? They say it takes a village, right? Yes, to raise a child. Does. and uh, Or your vecina or your comadre or whoever or other moms. And so if you're really well-networked with other parents... Um, with other moms, um, you can help one another. You yeah, know, I know this because I'm a single totally. mom, right? That's and so true. managing that is can be really tricky. Right. You know, the, you know, and it's only because I, you know, link up with other moms that I get information. Otherwise, I'd be lost. You know, <laughs> about what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a little break. Okay. So let's take a break and we come back. And that we get all sorts of messages about race. So, you know, you look someone like me, you know, Morena, Latina, this and that. You know, there's a people assign a category to you. And with that category come a whole lot of assumptions. You know, does she have papers? You know, is she the cleaning lady? You know, yeah. she, and all those ideas, right? I mean, yeah. that's kind of what mm -hmm. is yeah, the reality. Definitely. Yeah. We, ass we assume all this sort of stuff, right? And so... So we can't pretend that race does not matter in this country. And um, and I this is why for my children, because I knew they were going to be one of the few Latinas in their school, mm -hmm. that they needed to be prepared because I knew they were going to start getting messages. And they did already, you know, oh, at their wow. young age, you know. Um, and like they have to... <laughs> like what, right? <laughs> um, you know... Um, Right now with the political campaign, mm -hmm. kids are talking about it. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. Kids are having these conversations. They are. And, yeah. you know, they're not they're getting it at time from adults. Um, parents, mm -hmm. you know, parents feel really strongly. Um, right. This election is kind of a crazy election. Okay. And so parents feel really strongly. I think they're picking it up from home. Um, and they get it in. The, I mean, you just turn on the TV and it's on. Right. Yeah. So uh -huh. it's like the man is on all the time right yeah. and so and you he's and he's crazy things are coming out of his mouth you know mm -hmm. and so um again kids realize that oh wait a minute they're talking about people like me and so right. you know so i'll give you an example um just this past week um in my kids daycare um they're in camp right now they're like uh, they're in year on school so they're in camp this week and so anyway they're they're there and it's a it's a very mixed um school um and or camp and But yeah, the Trump came out, and so you know, my daughter is a is a Hillary supporter, <laughs> and some kid was a Trump supporter, and they were kind of going back and forth. Oh wow! How old are your 
kids? Seven. Oh, she's wow. seven. seven. Yeah, my five-year-old is like, you know, she's back up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so she's there in the conversation as well. But, um, wow. and so they're going back and forth. And she and my daughter's like, you know, and the teachers tell me this, right? And they're like, oh, my God, you should have heard the conversation these kids were having, right? And she's all like, why do you want to vote for Trump? You know he wants to segregate us. Oh, <laughs> big word! <What? laughs> that book. Snap. I think it was that book, right? Snap. Yeah. Wow. And so Cheers. Yeah, and hey, she's all like, and then she said, "What you want us to kick? You want him to kick us out? You know your teacher, so and so. She's Latina. You know? <laughs> Do you want Miss uh, So and So to you know be gone? And so the little kid was just. Down, little kid got told. Uh, yeah, and so that's and the power of education. That, that is, is. that you is know? the power of educating and talking to your children. Yes, and and so the the child didn't know how to respond, and unfortunately, what happened after that, you know, was that well, you know, Hillary's an idiot. You know, oh. that's kind of where it went. And then my my daughter was kind of defending her candidate of choice, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that and so, but at some but at some point, it became well. Then maybe you're the idiot. Oh, yeah. And so then it's like, whoa, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the thing is that the kids are paying attention. They are. and um, Way more than we think. A whole lot more. So it's important that we find the right words. And, and, you know, this child who was kind of going back and forth, their grandma's kind of in Trump campaign quarters. And so they're they're running that. And so you don't know who you're going to interact with and what their views are going to be about you or others. And so (sighs) you just got to prepare them. You know, you just got to prepare them. That is very important. No, that is is very important. It is very important because, you know, uh, that day my daughter picked up a lot of new things and... And I was talking to my husband and I said, you know, it's, it, I realize more than ever how important it is to be really talk, uh, tell your kids the truth about how things really are. Yeah. Because they start picking up all this wrong information from everywhere yeah. and then they get confused yeah. because they think that, you know, that my, my daughter is super confused right now. So I had to like sit down with her, clarify a lot of things. And so now she's, you know, she's. She's okay, and I you know it wasn't a big deal, but I realized how important it is. Yeah. Well, you don't want them to walk away and feeling like maybe they are idiots. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Like maybe of I don't know anything. Exactly. Right. You want them to feel. My daughter's walked out of them. She's like, you know what she said? She said this, and she, you know, and for them to remain proud of snap? their culture, she just, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> like, boy, let me tell you, <laughs> you know, and to like not let it get to them because right. unfortunately we get those messages throughout our lifetime, you mm-hmm. know, in this country um, that we're less than, right, that we're not as intelligent, that we're not as whatever, right? And so, you know, we don't need to be dealing with that kind of stuff, right? right? I am buying these books <laughs> for real today. Let's take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to come back with our It's the Little Things segment presented by Munchkin. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. With our brand spanking new It's the Little Things segment brought to you by Munchkin. So excited. Thanks, Munchkin. (laughs) Thanks for looking out for Latina moms. Um, Maria, what is one little thing that you do in your life that makes a huge difference? I think it's right before bedtime. I lay down with my girls and we pick a book. And sometimes it's series books like the ones we've been talking about. And sometimes it's, you know, lighter reads. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, (laughs) it's not always that hardcore. Um, But, you know, uh, right now what I'm doing is uh, I'm I'm 
getting the girls to read in Spanish, okay, mm-hmm. right, so that they can be bilingual. Um, and so, you know, we pick up a Spanish book and have them, you know, read it if they're reading already. And my little one is beginning to, you know, put those letters together. Oh, and it was exciting, I had a really huh? big proud mom moment last yeah. week when she was like, "Alto," you know, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Awesome." <laughs> Yeah, and um, and so yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of you know that's one little thing that I do every night. It doesn't it doesn't fail? We always um, read a book um, or two, and now they're reading to me, so it's actually wow. kind of cool. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Yeah. They re- I'm they almost t- they, there. They tuck you into bed like mommy. mommy yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Um, real quick, the other two books that you brought in. Oh yeah, like, so I have a bunch. Of oh, but you know, let's save those for your for the pick of the week segment. Okay, yes, okay? let's take a break. Sure. I love that. Let's read more with let's kids. Let's read more for sure. I, yes, yes. I need to get more Spanish books. I, have I think a I'm gonna lot have. Of books. We can, we should swap. <laughs> I have nothing to swap with. Well, you. well, let me give Why you, you some books. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be right back. What are your picks, Maria? What am I? I'm excited. Picks or tips? all I have for you guys is a bunch of libros. No, know? that's that, amazing. You know what? Please. That's, and look, I'm a single mom, and I know there's a lot of single moms out there. This is one that, um, you all know, those of us who got good. married and then went through divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, Dino- really hard. Dinosaur, dinosaurs divorce: a guide for ch- changing families. Oh, yeah. This is a good and one. so you know, so I know that there's other women out there who are going through this uh, challenging time. Uh-huh. And so um, there's a lot of good resources out there for children, right? As uh, families begin to change. And we know that, you know, half of all marriages, you know, don't. Oh, wow. Don't make it. Don't make it. 
Um, and so that means that we have a lot of different family structures now. Yeah. You know? Families, the concept is fam- and family now is so different. It is. Right? And it's it always is. evolving. And it's, it is. You know, I and it always family, has been. Whatever you make it. That's right. right. That's right. And I so, yeah. And so, you know, but that period is very challenging for right. kids when you're going through. Um, and so through those changes. And so that book was really uh, wow. helpful. You know what? I This is. This really stroke out to me because I never thought of this. But it says, It may feel strange at first to show your love for one parent in front of the other. Try to remember it's okay to love both and to show that you do. Yeah. I never really like, yeah, it's true, right? Because yeah. one, we're like, I don't want mom to feel bad. Or I don't want right. dad to feel bad. And it's like they're suppressing their feelings. That's right. That's right. Wow. And especially if there's drama between the parents, right? And the kids know that. And right. they don't want to piss off one parent or mm-hmm. make the other one upset. They it's sometimes a great feel book. It's a great book. in between. I'm so, going to link all the books yeah. into our notes yeah, for, them, yeah. for the moms. Definitely. Definitely. There's another book that I have for you guys. Um, Marisol McDonald Doesn't Match or Marisol No Combina. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, and that's about kind of our um, multicultural kids, you know, where we're bringing into cultures. Uh, my kids are, are Latina kids, uh, uh, 100%, but I know there's a lot of children who are multicultural, like multicultural, oh, yeah. <laughs> multiracial, cool. whatever. And so that's also a really cool book. Um, and it's, you know, you can see that I'm, tr- you know, the ideas that I'm trying to make sure that right. my kids are comfortable in their own skin, that yeah. they feel very proud, that they um, are this strong, super important. young women. These are great books. These are great books. These are great yeah. picks. Oh my gosh, you guys and are going to so, love uh, this. Maria Rendon's book picks. <laughs> yeah, huge. I almost brought the whole like bookcase, but here. Uh, that one is a Latino um, author, and um, what I really like about that, that's just about giving back to your community and oh. service. And, um, Which is extremely important, absolutely. too. Absolutely. Where do you find, like, do you, like, just Google best books I in the world? Best <laughs> book, Latino books, Latino authors, award-winning. You oh, know, okay. My kids read all the scholastic books, just like all the other kids. They definitely do. But, you know, to find these are yeah. harder to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, them. I've never seen yeah, those I books. Am, we'll take pictures, and then we'll also link yeah. them on... Um, yeah, I need to get more books. I just, I don't... I, I'm all here, like, in the super of my podcast about, like, yeah, empowering. Oh, my God. And then, like, I feel like my kid's not old enough to have books like these. And he's 18 months. And I'm like, he should, like. He should. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I like, realized that with my first and second. Uh-huh. Because with my first, I always, I've said this before, I would give her according to her age. Like, uh-huh. what are the three to five books, you know? Right. So now that my daughter's older mm-hmm. and she's reading older books my little one picks them up and she's only two and she's already and i was like i should have done this with the first one you know i don't have to give her like baby books i can give her all these other books and she has after this i'm gonna go to la libreria and like Mm -hmm. go get like a i need to get i need to to do a new like i need to go do a whole new book. And to tell you about the bookstore. Okay. It's yeah. all in Spanish. Oh, La Libreria. La Libreria. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, and so and Spanish books are really hard to find, you know, for mm. kids. That book's great. They're that, very that bookstore hard is to great. find. And so some of the books you guys have there are bilingual. Um and uh and so, you know, I try to find for I try to look for those too. Yeah. Awesome. Um, these yeah. are great. Paulina, do you have any picks or tips? My tip this week is light easy party planning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because no. she's going through that right now. I'm going through it right now. Yeah, I'm doing two parties. Ooh. Well, so, like, my kids are six days apart. And, you know, I always, like, through these, like, crazy parties oh, gosh, with my that. mother. Um, and, 
last year I made like a super simple party for my daughter, like super simple. Like I got pizza and like that's it, and she loved it. Yeah. So this year I was like, I'm gonna do one for both of them like that, you know. Uh-huh. And then I spend like two hours or yeah. three hours, and I have everything ready. That's great. And I'm like, I always overcomplicated things, and the kids actually just want to have fun. Yeah. That's all they want. Yeah. They just want to be with their friends and have fun. Girls just want to have fun. Girls yeah. just want to have fun. Just ask them. They'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that she's like, all I want is a jumper and a cake. And I was like, that's you got it. it. There it is. <laughs> jumper and cake. And that's it. And she like, you didn't attend my daughter's birthday last year. Oh. But. Why are you going to say it like that? Like, <laughs> what was I doing? Oh. Sleeping because the day before you had Taste of Mexico. I produced a huge event for 4,000 people. Yes. And that's kind of a good yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but at the end of the day, again, she was all like sweaty, no shoes. And when I see her with no shoes at the end of the day, I think that's a good day for her. Oh, that's so great. you know, that's yeah. my tip. I think for me, my only tip this week or pick this week is encouraging everyone to register to vote. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, just register. I mean, I mean, it's a horrible tip. Even if you don't vote, you should vote. No, no, no. But register like, and vote. Register. Okay, fine. Okay. Register I'm and vote. I'm pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> register and vote. It just, yeah. That's right. There's still time to register. Yeah. yeah. It takes you longer than checking your... It takes you a uh, shorter time? What do you say? It's faster to register than to check your Facebook feed. Oh, yes. 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 You check your Facebook feed. You're there for an hour. You're like <laughs> one hour deep into wasting time. So just... Be, right. Next time you open... Here's the thing. All your moms listening... Next time you open your phone and you're like, want to check your Facebook feed, instead of doing that, go register to vote. Because it's and so you, important as women, as Latinas, to show our voice, our power. Set an example to our representation. kids. Representation. That's right. What and you know what? There's another thing I wanted to call your attention to. Um, you know, there's this another, you guys should be paying attention to one of the propositions coming through in California. They're trying to bring bilingual education back. Yes. Oh, what proposition is that? Oh one? gosh, I can't remember the number at the moment. <laughs> we should so, just look it up really quick. But um, yeah, let's look it but up. it's on the ballot, and um, I know a lot of Latina moms um, are would in be interested in yes. bilingual education. Look, a lot of the kids out where I live, right? Um, their parents are not Spanish speakers, but they have their kids in Spanish classes, right. in Chinese classes, because we're in a global world, right. and the more languages you know, the better. The better. My right? kids are in a dual. School. Oh, this is Proposition 58. Thank you. Uh, California Proposition 58, non-English, non-English languages allowed in public education. Oh, yeah, Betsy was telling me about Proposition that Proposition 58, you guys. Yeah, we got to pay attention to these stuff. Mm-hmm. See how important it is? Yeah. We got to get educated. And that, that probably will have even more of an impact than, you know, who we vote for in terms of presidential. Yes. Oh, yes. Right? I, I think, like, like... this is home right here. Right, right. And I think a lot of people, you know, because it's so loud, right. the presidential debate is right. so loud, we don't pay attention to things like these. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. so I think, you know... Try to stay away from all that like drama that's going on right. in the presidential campaign, and go and look at ballots like these. You know, propositions like these that, that are, there's a lot of propositions on the ballots that are going to be important. Right. You know, senator or sen- that's an important one too. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like that, that, uh, yeah. that, that's closer to home. <laughs> that is. That you is. Know? Yeah. So just just get educated, moms. I mean, you know. I you think know? that's it. I think just get educated because Let's then get, later like, we loud. complain. We yeah. complain a lot, but right. we don't really do anything about it. Right. So just by so you know what that's, what the is. that's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your time, for gifting us your time. I know you're really, you're a very important person. So thank you, Maria. <laughs> Busy mom like all of you guys. Oh. All right. Um, for more information of everything we spoke about today, don't forget to visit supermamaspodcast.com. 
We're going to do all our show notes there. Our social media is just at underscore Supermamas. Um, that's on our Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook, Supermamas Podcast. Maria, where can they find you? Because they, they're going to have a lot of questions, these moms. Yeah, they can find me. Well, just look me up. I'm at UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. Maria Rendon. I mean, yeah. Okay. You're not in social media. You don't have an IG. Uh, you can... I have a Twitter account. But I'm so busy. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> What's your Twitter? Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what my Twitter is. <laughs> I can't even remember. Uh, well, honestly, we will link your we'll, Twitter. Yeah, link we, my Twitter. We will link your Twitter. And if yeah. you, I love Twitter for that reason because you're yeah. able to have these open conversations. That's right. All yeah. right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Super mamas. Super mamas. Bye. Bye. Big super mamas. Super mamas. <laughs>